Come over here. Come in the middle. Two thousand nineteen team rally rise. The course to where is the love? People killing, people dying, children hurting, I hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach? Would you turn the other cheek? Mama, 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 tell us what is going on. Can we all just get along? Then it says, Father, Father, Father. Help us. Father, help us. Send some guidance from above. Because people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? Where is the love? Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. Excuse me, utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with, with wings like eagle, eagles, excuse me. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I want to talk to you about three words this morning. The first one is if you want to rise, you got to wait. You got to wait on the Lord. What waiting on the Lord is not. It's not to be idle or inactive. It's not to be quiet and unproductive. It's not for me to sit in my seat and wait for something magical to happen for, for God to, to rescue me. You ever had those 911 prayers? Where you're in trouble, there's a trial. And you're like, God, get me out of this. And if you get me out of this, God, I, I, I promise, I promise I'll worship you. I mean, anybody had those prayers? Raise your hand if you had those prayers. How many times did you go back to being idle and doing things on your own after God delivered you. Here's what it means to wait on the Lord. It means the Hebrew meaning of wait is kava. Say it with me. Kava. Say it. Kava. It means to bind together. We'll even uh, say it this way. Those who bind together with him shall renew their strength Waiting is a proactive stance of drawing close to God. When you wait, when you wait on the Lord, you are drawing near to God. 
And you're drawing near to God and, and you're saying, God, whatever your will is, you don't hear me. God, whatever your will is, not what I want, not what I prayed about, not what I think will happen, but God, your will. You're surrendered to God's will. Here's practicals for drawing close to God. Number one, praying and surrendering to the will of God. Praying and surrendering to the will of God. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Who's at Proverbs chapter 3 so far? Can I get a mic? Can I get a mic, Chase? Proverbs verse three, uh, chapter 3, 5 and 6. Who's got it? Here we go. What's your name? Kyra, read that for me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Amen. Practical one. Praying and surrendering to the will of God. Do not lean on your own understanding. How many times have you tried to solve your problems on your own? Instead of waiting for the Lord. Number two. Knowing and living out the word of God. James 1, verse 22. Who's there? James 1, verse 22. Read that for us. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Amen. Amen. Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says says. How many people here, and I want you to be honest, how many people read your Bibles every single day? Raise your hand. Raise your hand high. I want to see them. Okay. I want you to look around at the hands. Okay. Now, raise your hand if you're a disciple. Raise your hand high. down. It's not easy to see why we don't rise. It's not easy to see why we don't rise. Why? Because we're depending on ourselves. Our strength is coming from us. It's not coming from your creator. It's coming from you. You think you're more powerful than God. Number three, believing in his promises. James 1, 23 through 25. Somebody over here. 23 through 25. Somebody read that for me. There you go. Can you pass that mic to her?
Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Wow. How many of you, when you look in the mirror in the morning, forget what you look like? No, some of you guys be like, ooh, God created something fine. I look good. When I say, when I look in the mirror, I was like, well, dark chocolate. <laughs> dark chocolate. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? Said I'm heavy structured. But God creatively and wonderfully made me. But when you look into the word, do you forget what it says? Do you look into the word and you read your Bible? While we reading our Bible, are we reading our Bibles because somebody's going to ask us if we read it? But I love the promise at the end. It says, whoever obeys God's law. What does it say? What does, the, what does the scripture say? You forget it already? What is the promise? They will be what? They will be what? Blessed. Blessed in what they do. You want to be blessed? Raise your hand. If you want to be blessed, raise your hand. If you want to be blessed, rise. If you want to be blessed, rise. Rise. If you want to be blessed. If you want to be blessed, jump up and down. Come on. If you want to be blessed. Come on. All right. Have a seat. You're having too much fun. Do we want to be blessed without obedience? A lot of us do. We live in a world of entitlement. We want something for nothing. We don't want to work for it. We don't want it to be hard. Being a disciple of Christ is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. You can rise if you believe in his promises. Number four, developing positive spiritual and inspiring relationships. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Who has my mic? Thank you. Ecclesiastes 4. Turn your Bible to Ecclesiastes. Why you got your Bible closed? Well, come on. Ecclesiastes 4. You know where it is? You got it? All right, you're going to read that for me. Ecclesiastes 4. What's your name? Ansley. Ansley? All right, 9 through 10, Ansley. Here we go. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ansley. 
she like, you ain't been calling me out like that, boy. <laughs> I, I, I ain't putting up with you. How many of you have deep relationships? How many have deep spiritual relationships? How many people in here challenge your friends from the scriptures? See how the hands start to lessen? Because we don't know what deep spiritual means. Deep spiritual positive relationship. Pity the man or woman who falls and has no one to help them up. Do you want someone to tell you what you want to hear? Or do you want God to tell you what you need to know? I want God to tell me what I need to know so I can grow, so I can be who he needs me to be. I want God to tell me. Sometimes God tells you through your relationships. But some of us are conflict avoiders. We know stuff right now going on in our ministry. We know people who are doing stuff in our ministry, and we hadn't said anything. Because we're waiting for the team leaders to say something. Or we're waiting for somebody else to do it because we don't want to do it because, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll fracture that relationship. But you know what, that's what deep relationships are based on. They're based on a little bit of conflict. They're based on somebody telling the truth and somebody not liking it. It's based on loving people. Loving people by telling them the truth and sometimes hurting their feelings. That's what deep relationships are about. And sometimes your friends won't even speak to you because you told them the truth. That's okay. How many people are here willing to be the villain to see your friends go to heaven? <laughs> How many people are here willing to be the villain to see your friends go to heaven? You know, there's a lot of drama in the teen ministry. Well, talk about it. Well, I led the team ministry for 14 years. I know drama. We had one summer, we, we're, we're going on the team beach trip. We're going to Myrtle Beach. We did it every year, an annual trip to really unify our ministry. And I had rules. And my rules were from the Bible. If you got drama, you need to talk about it, Matthew 18. And if you can't solve it, then get me involved or one of the team leaders. And we're in that van, we're in that van four hours to the, together, on the way there and the way back. We haven't even gotten to our location yet. And that's drama. I remember one year we went on the beach trip, and, and the girls, the girls, 
Well, <laughs> the girls, they did a, a top 10 list. Oh, no. oh, don't act like you don't do it. <laughs> they did a top 10 list. They talking about, oh, oh, Chase is cute. <laughs> What would you rate him? What would you rate him? Is, is, is he a one or is he a ten? He's my son. I rated him. He a 40. But that's, that's what they did. What are your conversations like in the team ministry? Are they spiritual? Are they worldly? Boy, it's quiet. <laughs> Dang. Why is it so quiet? Because y'all know I know, right? I know the answer. How are you going to rise? How are you going to rise? If you're all about the world, if you're all about vaping, if you're all about jewelry, if you're all about sexting, if you're all about sex, if you're all about bullying, how are you going to rise? If you're all about, oh, here's a big one, slandering, if you're all about gossip, Remember that, that, that soap opera, As the World Turns? Uh, it, it needs to be a soap opera about teens. How teens turn. Turn on one another. But if we ask you, it's funny, because if I ask you to say something nice about somebody, <laughs> it's harder for you to do than to say something, neg to say something negative about them. You'd be like sitting there like, well, she got nice shoes. <laughs> you know why? Because you haven't gotten to know them. It's funny that we can be in the ministry for four years together and not know each other. My man back there, he's sleeping because he don't want to glorify God. Rise! You better rise! It's funny how we can watch TV for hours. And hours and hours and Netflix and Hulu. But we can't listen to a sermon for 25 minutes. And the sermon and the word of God is about your destiny. It's about your soul. It's about your character. And I want to say this off the book has nothing to do with the lesson. 
or maybe a dozen. When someone asks you to study the Bible, raise your hand if the first thing you think about is getting baptized. Raise your hand. Go ahead, raise them high. When somebody asks you to study the Bible, what's the first thing you think about is getting baptized? Okay, put your hands down. That is wrong. That's wrong. We created a culture in our movement that is wrong. You know why you study the Bible? To become more and more like Jesus in your character. That's why you study the Bible. You don't study the Bible to get baptized. You say, I'm on the word study. I'm on discipleship. I'm on the cross. I'm on sin. I'm on light. Oh, I'm getting close. (laughs) But your heart hadn't changed. (laughs) Studying the Bible is about your character. How many people here need to change your character? And that's why you need to be studying the Bible. Change your character. You are deceitful. You are liars. You've got potty mouths. I know you cuss at school. I know you use profanity. I know you look at pornography. I know you're impure. I know. Why? Because I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, I didn't have the access you have. So at the click of a button, you're there. You're there. Today, it's it's time to rise. It's time to rise. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to discourage you. He wants to make you think that you are nothing. He wants to make you think that you can't be a man or woman of God. So he wants to keep you in the pit. He wants to keep you in the ditch. But God wants you to rise. To rise. Second word, renew. Renew. Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So let me explain this in this way. Where did Jesus die? Can't hear you. Where did Jesus die? On the what? I can't hear you. On the cross. What did he die for? Our sins. So what it means to take up your cross daily is to think about your character sin and to take it up. I want everybody in here to think about their character sin. Think about it right now. I'm coming to you. You might not even know I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay, here we go. What's your character sin? I'm coming back. 
You ain't getting away, boy. You ain't getting away. You scared too. What? Girl, that's a big word. What's pessimistic mean? Always thinking negative. Always thinking negative. Which character sin? Gossiping. Gossiping. Thank you for being on. Which character sin? Pride. 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 You are pride. No, I know her. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Which character sin? Deceit. Deceit. Judgmental. Selfishness. Selfishness. Judgmental. I know her too. Judgmental. Lying. I can't hear you. Lying. Lying? You're going to stop today, though, right? <laughs> you hear me? I ain't funny. <laughs> You're going to stop today, right? You're going to try. Hey, man, I like that. Love you, man. Pride. 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 Did you just say the same thing she said? Yeah. Why? Is that really it? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, selfishness. Selfishness. Deceit. Deceit. You better find out. Purity. Back. What? Purity. Purity. Thank you. Judgmental. Judgmental. Pessimistic. Pessimistic. Purity. What? Purity. Purity. Thank you. Talking about I don't know, boy. <laughs> boy, I tell you what. Selfishness. Selfishness. Judgmental. Judgmental. Pride. Pride. Lying. Lying. Deceit. Deceit. I judge myself too harshly. Judge yourself too harshly. I don't like being criticized. I don't like being criticized. Gossiping. Gossiping. Pessimistic. Pessimistic. Pride. Pride. Jealousy. Jealousy. Bitterness. Bitterness. Pride. Pride. Impurity. Impurity. Selfishness. Selfishness. Judgmental. Judgmental. Envy. Envy. Slandering. Slandering. Impurity. Impurity. Girl, don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, I'm going to cry. You going to cry? I'll be back. <laughs> we can talk. Hey, me and you talk one-on-one, -on -one, okay? I don't want to make you speak when you don't want to speak, okay? All right, three. Oh, they need that. Um, prideful. Prideful. Raise your hand if you need to change your character. Who can help you rise? 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 Stand on up. Stand on up. Stand on up. Stand on up. Who can help you rise? Jesus. Who can help you rise? Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. Let me go back real quick. In order to rise, number one thing you have to do is wait. Number two is renew. That means every day you have to wake up and you have to recommit yourself to God. Every day you have to wake up and you have to recommit yourself to God. Can somebody tell me what a quiet time is? Can somebody describe a quiet time for me? Describe a quiet time for me. What's your name? Tyler? Tyler, sorry. It's like time to spend with God. To connect with him through the day. Okay. To keep help. him on your heart. Good, good, good. So how many, how many, uh, how long does it take you to connect with God? Um, I don't know. Not a specific time. There you go. Time okay, I'm not trying to set you up. I just want to be real. Okay. And then, is it different every day? Yeah. Depends on how your heart's, uh, where your heart's at. Okay. Let me help you with something. 
Can one scripture change you? Can one word in the Bible change you? If you study it deeply, does anybody know that the, the Hebrew word for awake was kavah? That it meant, meant to bind together? Okay, that means that you wait. You're growing closer to God. You're having a relationship with God. Did you know that? Okay, you know how long it took me to find that? Probably about five minutes. Is that a good quiet time? Is that a good quiet time? Amen. So quiet time is not about quantity, it's about quality. One scripture can change you. One word can change you. So don't tell me I didn't have time to have a quiet time. Don't tell me I didn't have time to have a quiet time. You didn't have time to read one word? I ain't going to get to you yet. I'm coming. I know him too. You don't have time? One word. How many of you guys do homework? Right? I know. I know. Spend a lot of time on homework, don't you? What if you had a quiet time before you did your homework? You think God will help you through it? You think God will bring clarity? You think God will bring understanding? And if he does it, that's why we have tutors. God created them too. Amen? I can't hear you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Last word. Walk. Walk. I like to walk. You guys can see. They will soar on wings like eagles. God says, look, if you wait for me and commit yourself daily to me and you recommit yourself daily over and over again, you will soar. Woo! You will soar. Woo! Let me tell you the times we soar. We soar at team rally. We soar when we're baptized. We soar. We soar when we're in Bible studies, helping our peers to know who God is. We soar. We don't want to leave this place. We soar at Team Bash. We soar at the swamp. We soar. Somebody give me some of this. We soar. We're flying. We feel close to God. Is it true? We feel close to God. 
They will run and not grow weary. We run when we see the blessings of God fulfilled in our life. We run. We run when we see God blessing us. When he hears our prayers. We run. We don't grow weary. We fired up. We got lots and lots of energy. They will walk and not be faint. The hardest thing for us to do on a daily basis is to run. Because the routine is monotonous. We, not, we don't necessarily have our, 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 our crew with us at school. How many of you guys uh, go to school by yourself without any disciples? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Look at that. Turn around. Everybody look at that. Turn around. Hey, leave them up high. Actually, just stand so everybody can see you. Stand. Stand if you go to school by yourself without, without disciples there. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. You can have a seat. It's hard to walk on a day-to-day basis because the world is coming at you. I know I was a teacher for five years before I went into the ministry. And right outside my classroom, there's a bathroom. And I saw kids doing drugs in that bathroom, having sex in that bathroom. At school, knowing a teacher, teacher's classroom is right there. You walk by a school every day. You see people juuling. You see people vaping. You see it every day, don't you? You hear the cursing. You hear the profanity. You see people taking drugs. It's hard to walk. Here's what 2 John 1, 4 through 6 says. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth. And all the teens said, all the teens said, amen. amen. Just as the Father commanded us, and now, dear lady, I'm now writing you a new command, but one we have been, we've had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in the obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. You saw how many kids stood up. You saw how many of your peers stood up. How many people in your ministry go to school by themselves? Man, we got to walk it out with them. Walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. You know? Walk it out. Are you having conversations in your ministry about the daily grind? 
and walking with each other as we walk with Jesus. Because this is easy right here. This is easy. To fly. It's easy to fly in these times. It's easy to run. But it's hard to walk when we go back to our respective cities and our high schools. Walk it out. As he starts from the back, if we walk daily and draw closer to God, we will rise. Thank you, team. Love you. Are you guys...